Hello, and welcome to Pressing Matters, a fly-on-the-wall-style podcast about WordPress, business, and life. Your hosts are Ian. Hello. And Jack. Hello. Ian's a plug-in author and works for Delicious Brains, and Jack runs better notifications for WP and his web design agency. Let's get on with the show. This episode is sponsored by Fastspring, the full-service e-commerce solution that enables software companies to sell more, stay lean, and compete big. Find out more on fastspring.com. Welcome to another episode of Pressing Matters. Jack, how you doing, mate? How's things? Yeah, good. Yeah, uh, really good. Incredibly busy um, at the moment. I've got too much stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. quite, Welcome quite to my world, you. man. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> I, I've... Um, so the, the kind of the big news with me is that we're moving house and um, that's great, but that takes up a lot of your time and um, we're trying to make full use. We, we were very lucky in that the stamp duty holiday has been extended. So that means we can save quite a lot of money by moving, you know, before the beginning of July, basically. But in order to do that, I have to be on it all the time. So yeah, as soon as paperwork comes in, <clears throat> I've got to fill it out and send it back. Basically, I just have to drop everything at that point. Yeah. And um, yes, yeah, so that's kind of exhausting. So that's taking up a lot of my time. But obviously, moving is very expensive. So in doing so, I've taken on some more client work. And that's all very busy. And it's starting to get to that crunch point where uh, projects are going to start finishing as other projects are going to start beginning. And there's just no time to even look up from my desk at the moment. Um, and I'm still working really hard on you know, uh, better notifications for WP and content notifiers and everything as well. And that just isn't enough time in the working day, really. So, uh, right. yeah, I'm feeling kind of uh, kind of stressed. A few midweek drinks have been had this week just to kind of decompress <laughs> at the end of the day. But otherwise, um, yeah, yeah. it's good. It's all good stuff. It's just busy. Yeah. And I guess it's been helpful because presumably your oldest child is back at school this week. Is that yeah. right? So you've got a yeah, bit more is, yeah. kind of time without the homeschooling stuff adding to the daily load of, of things to do and you've been able to perhaps focus more on the work and the paperwork for the house move yeah absolutely it was interesting actually i was listening to a podcast i had to dive in for an appointment this morning in um in my local town and i i was listening to this podcast in the car and they they were saying about um kind of the science behind how it's it's physically and mentally exhausting to have um, so many interruptions in your day when you're trying to focus on something. Um, there is something scientifically in there about um, just dis- pulling your attention away from something you're you are focused on, and um, that's all that anyone's had really for you know on and off for yeah. large stints over the course of the last year, and yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's tough. So yeah, de- this week is definitely we've definitely noticed it's been a bit more uh, it's a bit easier, and I know a lot of people are very happy to have their um, kids back at school or you know and some children are more well behaved than others and everything um, I'm fortunate that I've got a pretty well behaved um, five-year-old but uh, yeah it is very nice just to have that little bit of space just to be able to concentrate again mm. um, you mentioned the stuff you're doing like uh, increase of cl- client work to try and obviously just just I guess get a big pot of money to help with the house move because as you say it's yeah. expensive when, when it comes to the client work is it a case of you just now not saying no to people or have you got to have you had to go out and look for work or go back to people kind of like how have you have you initiated that like the influx of new work um to be honest with you um i'm very fortunate to be in a position where i haven't had to do anything um mm. 
I, and and I can't believe that really. I mean, that's just that's just really good luck on my part. I mean, I, I but I yeah, someone got in touch with me. I get recommended quite a lot in my local area. I'm I'm kind of known fairly well in the sort of the particularly the Bath Bristol area as being a good kind of solo working WordPress developer. And that helps. Lots of people get in touch for things like that. Even though I've closed kind of, you know, I've, I still haven't got the contact form on my website. I've still said I'm not taking any new people. Um, people still do get in touch. So sometimes it's it's quite straightforward to be able to say yes or no to things as they come in uh, when I need them. So that's good. Um, the other thing is, is that um, one of the main clients that I work with outside of plugin work, which is sort of the majority of what I do outside of um you know, my own stuff, uh, they have switched their attention of development, um, kind of just regular features and adding to their websites to uh, improving their web vitals, which is this new kind of Google uh, push at improving three key metrics on your site, if you're not aware. So um, mm. they, they basically have to look at all of their sites, all of their WordPress sites, um, create kind of bug lists, basically, where they're seeing problems in web vitals with them and uh let me fix them so that's what i've been doing and in in the run-up to that i've been fiddling around with my own websites as well trying to make sure that they are loading nicely and and so on and some of them some of the things are really easy fixes they really are um some of them are they're, they're not bad at, at all there is things like um my, my website maybefuel.com that was uh, that has like an expanding header so the idea is that a bit of javascript goes in afterwards because the header could be all kinds of different sizes depending on which pages you're on it will start off at about 10 pixels high and then after the page is loaded and the things loaded inside them some javascript will come in and set that height on that container so you can you know so you can see everything but that counts against your um, score because it immediately moves around the page and things you want to click on aren't there anymore and all that sort of mm. stuff. So it, that was actually a really easy fix. You just look at all the pages and go, okay, the average height for these place, these things are, you know, 50%, 40%, whatever. Set that as your average height. So when it loads in, it only moves a little bit and it's not enough to trigger that rule as saying oh, that nice. that's not right. So there's some really easy things you can do there. Adverts are going to be a big one. They're going to be really hard to deal with especially if you've got different size ads or responsive ads, which they do have. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be a bit of a pain, really. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, so it's kind of a couple of things that have all come in at the same time and they're well paid, which is good. And it means that I can, um, yeah, work towards getting a pot of money to, uh, to move. Actually, uh, more importantly, it's not a pot of money to move that I'm working towards. It's a pot of money for renovations because the house that, I've, uh, that we've bought is a, is a, is a lovely 1960s house um but it does need to be modernized um it's still got things like the really like dark brown baker light light switches and things like that in them so oh, it's nice. quite nice and it's a bit of a time capsule actually but um but it does need to be modernized and i need to be uh saving up for for doing things there ahead of time so um so yeah anyway that was that's kind of what i've been up to but um how about yourself nice. how have you been yeah i'm good i'm good i've had quite a busy couple of weeks. I think we haven't recorded a podcast for a while, but yeah, it's same old, same old with side projects, just trying to push ahead, kind of having pushes where I'm working quite a lot on that, but also I've been trying to get more um, help from, you know, outsourced freelance devs that I've been finding uh, places like Upwork. But then that I'm, I kind of get stuck a little bit because they seem to be available one week and they're not available for three weeks and then go radio silent and it's kind of mm. it's fits and spurts of getting help 
when really you kind of just want a regular thing and and obviously that is the one of the downfalls of paying uh, you know freelancers from upwork rather than you know maybe hiring a part-time person who's going to dedicate hours a week guaranteed to you um but mm. it's chicken and the egg when it comes to budget and uh, ability to do that uh, but yeah no mm. all good i mean uh, another launched something this week um a new project kind of thing it's basically a newsletter it's called wp trends which is wptrends.co and i think i i've been sitting on it for a while but i was trying to mull over what, what to do about the domain name because i was seeing if i could get the .com but I, I didn't so i just ended up launching it last friday night with a little tweet and then properly launched it on monday and the first email went out yesterday um which was quite good actually it was really um it's actually quite nervous doing like a, a launch where, it, you know, the first email is effectively a blog post that was sent to 200 odd subscribers I've got now, which is good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, and I had some really good feedback from it. But uh, it was, yeah, it's it's an, it's an interesting thing because it's, to me, it's an interesting topic. So basically, it's uh, a newsletter for folks in the WordPress space who are WordPress businesses they may be plugin developers. They're people who kind of want information that is, it's kind of like business and marketing, or not marketing, but it's like analysis and trends in the marketplace. So um, basically it's like a culmination of three things that has been on my mind recently. And it's it allows me to write almost opinionated analysis posts about the market, the plugin ecosystem, business models, all stuff that's happening at the moment within WordPress, um, mm-hmm. but also being able to use the data that's in Plugin Rank. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of tracking fifty odd thousand, fifty five thousand plugins in Plugin Rank daily, like what they're right. doing uh, in terms of how their README changes, how their tags change, their active installs, all of their sort of data that changes over time. There's a huge like a huge database of interesting uh data that can be analyzed and so it's really nice to sort of have like an outlet for that to be able to surface trends and um kind of uh, like deep diving into that data to be able to just work out what's going on within like the plugin world for example um the first the first newsletter had basically in the last month or since february what are the most growing plugins in terms of active install counts, their their growth, um, and like what are the the plugin the most popular plugin tags used in the most growing plugins, if that makes sense. So kind of understanding that like where because active installs is I guess a sign of this is popular, people are wanting this plugin. This is where the users' needs are. Um, so yeah, there's like popular. WooCommerce is a popular tag, lots of WooCommerce plugins, um, the block, block editor, security, stuff like that. It's it's just interesting to me to be able to pull that data out um, mm. and share it. And the third thing was just, I think, ever since basically acquiring WP User Manager in 2019, I've been just keeping my eye out on other acquisition opportunities, like people are selling WordPress plugin businesses and apps and stuff. So I was just keeping my eye out, but didn't have the capacity to buy anything else or didn't find anything that I was interested in but I've just been sharing those opportunities on Twitter um, and actually the WP Trends newsletter is like a good place to 
share that now instead of Twitter and kind of have it all in one go. So like a month, the monthly email will have, um, as this one yesterday had like seven opportunities that were currently being sold across different like marketplaces and, and places on the web, um, like mostly plug-in businesses, uh, a couple of themes and stuff. So yeah, it, 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 it's exciting because it's just a, I've, yeah, I must be addicted to launching things because it's a nice feeling to launch something, but it's also like a, something I'm interested in at the moment and it's nice to be able to have like an outlet for it um, but also mm -hmm. it's kind of part of the plugin rank family I guess because you know it's it's in that world a lot of the data is being supplied by plugin rank and it's a nice kind of cr cross-promotional tool for plugin rank because there's I'd imagine quite a few businesses out there who are building plugins developing plugins buying plugins and would need plugin rank to help them if they've got a freemium plugin so yeah it's all of that mixed into one um yeah no it's nice i um i received it um and i read through it and it's it's good it is interesting and it's it's nice it's um it yes yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see what what those trends are is, is there an argument to put some of that data into kind of graph form or you know or even like tabular form saying you know these are the most sort of trending tags or something like this month or something like that if you're a plug-in rank subscriber like, like, yeah. like live data yeah so that's sort of floating around my brain somewhere in terms of a possibility um mm. and it's there, yeah there is a lot of data in there and there's a lot of data that could be used for various purposes just for market analysis but also trying to like work out where your next opportunity lies if you're going to start a plugin or if you're going to go and acquire a plugin or whatever so yeah I'm, I'm thinking about the best way to package that up and and make that available in some shape or form to plugin rank users or or anybody who wants to pay for that kind of data um yeah so yeah it's definitely a something i'm uh yeah passively thinking about at the moment rather than it being a you know a an instant focus of mine. Yeah, it might be a nice cross promotional tool for WP Trends as well, because you know, if you had something on the page, you could say data supplied by plugin rank, you know, for kind of analysis and things like that, you know, you subscribe to WP Trends, which will look at this data and talk about it and stuff like that. So it might be a nice loop of um, the both yeah. products or something. Yeah, no, it's, it, no, it's great. It's just, yeah, when these things pop in my head, I just say them. <laughs> so yeah, but that's no, cool. It's really good. Yeah, it's nice. uh, just trying to think. Nothing else is really going on at the moment. Um, obviously, WordPress World 5.7 landed. Was that yesterday or the day before? Uh, I can't remember. All my days are blending into one at the moment, if I'm perfectly honest with you. But yeah. it's it's this week for certain. <laughs> it's this week, yeah. Narrow it down <laughs> to 2021, shall we? <laughs> Yeah. Um, and to be honest with you, I wasn't expecting to see all that much of a difference because arguably... You know, you don't see a huge amount of stuff like on the face of it when there's yeah. kind of big. Well, not not since like you know um, they revamped the you know WP user interface in what was it version three, version four? Mm. Can't remember. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, but no, it's nice to see. The first thing I noticed is obviously things like you know little indicators when you're hovering over menu items, slightly different colors. Which with my design head on, I'm not entirely convinced alike but um they just they seem like a little bit harsh in places but that's just kind of my opinion but it's nice to see that they've taken a standardized approach to the colors 
um, of which there are a lot of them actually. Mm. We looked. Uh, was it twelve yeah. blues, greens, reds, yellows, gre- thirteen greys, pure black, pure white? I mean, there's. I'm sure there's a reason for all of those colours. That seems like a lot to me. You know, whenever I've looked at building colour palettes, you start to get up to like seven colours, and I think this is getting a bit much now. Do you really need seven colours? You know, but um, but yeah, it's it was a nice little thing that I noticed, and they're nice little visual indicators of stuff which I don't think we've had before. So maybe there there's a shift uh, occurring there in the uh, with the core team, and they're looking at you know, better ways to kind of make sure that people know what they're clicking on, where they are on the page, what things are highlighted. Mm. And the standardization of colors is a good way to do that. Yeah. I think you're right though about the, like there's not, there's not a a lot of obvious things that are being changed in these sort of major versions that are happening. And I guess it's, it's the often more and often release process at the moment that just gets, um, more and more block editor changes in, and yeah. to be honest, I, I I don't use the block editor every day. Like it's, I'm still using classic editor on a lot of sites. Um, so it's not something I generally see, and then mm. suddenly see, oh, they've done this, they've made changes to this. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that's it's the vehicle, isn't it, to deliver those new features from the Gutenberg plugin that's obviously still in development. Um, but there's a couple of things I did note as thought was quite interesting. The you can do a one-click HTTP to HTTPS um, migration, or if it work, if it knows that you're switching to HTTPS, it'll update the database URLs. Although it looks like that is just purely the options, the site URL and the home URL, rather than any other URL stored within post content or options or widgets and stuff, which is yeah. interesting from a you know WP Migrate DB Pro Pro perspective because yeah that's still needed if you are going to do a full-blown site migration this this feels like it's a partial solution which you know a, a plugin is still better served to help you with mm. um what else struck out to me are oh, the robots api where you could yeah presumably that's editing the robots txt file where you can make changes to things mm-hmm. that interesting as well because i think wordpress 5.5 had the new site maps in it which, you know, just as soon as I hear stuff like that, I'm like, right, that is just chipping away at the the Yoasts of the world, the SEO plugins that, you know, allow you to edit the robots.txt file, allow you to create sitemaps, was the only way to create sitemaps in WordPress before 5.5. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting that, like, little bits of plugins and, uh, you know, plugin businesses are being gently rolled into core. Um, and, I, you know... I, I'm not saying that this is doing away with Yoast or whatever, but it's and and I'm sure they are not phased by this. But there's it's definitely interesting to see that that's always a risk, isn't it, for features for specific features that plugins might do that Core just kind of appropriates them, which is for the better for the better um, experience of everyone. But yeah, it's just it's always that reminder that the plugin. Uh, having a plugin business is precarious. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I actually think that's a really nice step in the right direction with regards to like robots and sitemaps because if you think of a, a core, just a, a base website, so you install WordPress because you yeah. want to be able to edit your content, your website, you know, it comes with a theme, you don't have any plugins installed 
and out of the box you have a sitemap which you need really you need robots.txt file um, you know you need SEO friendly URLs and you know permalink structures um, having HTTP and HTTPS you know having being able to like move that or, or just change it you know they're, they're core things that you need on every single website installation no matter what you're doing and if you want to enhance that then you add a plugin and I always think a plugin is an enhancement I don't necessarily yeah. see these as chipping away at someone else plugins have just filled that gap that didn't exist yeah. before um yeah. you know if these came out of the box from day one with wordpress you know that we wouldn't be having this conversation um so i don't think it's a bad thing it's just that no. yeah some people's only plugin might be we do sitemaps really really yeah. well and all of a sudden you kind of think well i can install one less plugin now and yeah. that sucks i i think um yeah you're totally right and it isn't uh it isn't a bad thing that it could be taking from plugins it's a good thing that the core offering is much more robust and as you'd expect to be like the the the, the default features that you would expect like you just said um i just think I, what strikes me as surprising is that it's taken so long for wordpress to go from this well it's fine because there's a plugin for that and and they've um rested on that laurel where they can just say well we don't need this in core because there's plugins for it and this is plugin territory um, and mm. it's only just sort of now, you know, five, seven, it's quite a lot of versions down the line where they're thinking, yeah, maybe, maybe we should make the, the, the default a bit better. Like what, you know, and why are we not having pretty permanence turned on by default? Why all of this stuff? Like what it's just, yeah, it's funny that now WordPress is kind of, um, realizing that they need to compete from a, a default basis or a default standpoint with other um, web authoring tools, I guess, or, you know, mm. systems. Yeah, but, yeah it's... but that's, a, that's a good thing in itself because that will give it a kick where it needs to be kicked um, to in, in order to stay competitive. You know, that's not a bad thing. I think people, particularly possibly people like Matt, uh, they are looking at things like this and I love how you can just say Matt in the WordPress world and everyone knows who you're talking about. Um, yeah. you, you, you know, there's a lot you, of mats around, isn't there? But, and yeah. there are a lot of mats, yeah. Um, but you can um, you can see that he's, he's keeping his eye on these things and, and kind of steering the ship in those directions. That's not a bad thing. It benefits everyone in the WordPress in the WordPress world. I mean, Gutenberg has, you know, dragged people kicking and screaming. But in, in all honesty, and I want to sort of circle back to this, um, I had to build a site for a client. It was a, literally a one-day site build. It was really straightforward. It used a um, WordPress.org uh, freely available theme um, and all free plugins, no paid ones at all. And to build the site that they showed you, kind of like the, the client I was working with was basing their, this is what we'd like on our website on, the site was built with Gutenberg and or just the built-in block editor, actually. It wasn't even like the latest version of Gutenberg. And yeah. um, I've got to use it for the first time in quite a while, and I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Things like columns, putting columns into a, a page so you can just do things like floating images next to each other and stuff like that was really good. And I and I knocked it all out, and it was really good. And the site build that I'm doing for a client now, they've sent me the designs, so I'm building the site. Some parts of it, normally you'd have to do the whole thing in custom fields, you know, or... Um, you'd have your main body of text content and then as anything gets more complicated, you think I can't do anything with WordPress classic editor with that. So I'm going to have to build custom fields and a custom layout and so on. 
And I haven't gone into ACF blocks and made full blocks because they don't need that level of control over the site. But what they do need is some flexibility around that main body content um, mm. where, like I say, you might have several images. Like in this particular case, it would be several, like say, uh, associations or logos, you know, next to each other. And having a little column, uh, a set of, say, three or four columns where you can drop in an image into each one, an image block, is really flexible and really powerful. And it's the first time I've really integrated um, any part of the block editor into that. I've also installed the classic editor, but unlike any other site I've worked on, I don't have the block editor disabled. I have it enabled as well that and allow you to switch between them. So you can make a call on what kind of content you may need. Because most of the time, the classic editor is actually fine because they only need like to put in four paragraphs of text and anything else I can mm. do with uh, some CSS. But in this situation, it's been really helpful to be able to put that in. The only thing I worry about is the confusion between switching between the classic and the block editor on the fly. Do they know why one's one and one's the other and so on? So I may end up just switching it to the block editor altogether because the classic editor isn't actually adding anything. Um, you know, and I'm not I'm not doing them any favours necessarily by having the classic editor uh, yeah. available to them. Yeah, it might be best to keep them on the one approach which is the block editor and then not confusing and keeping them you know keeping them with the one foot in the past i guess yeah yeah but no it was good it was actually um quite refreshing to be able to do that and i look forward to it i i i can't remember if i've mentioned this on the podcast before but i do need to go looking at gutenberg more seriously because um for content notify two of the things i really want to do next are um at the moment uh, the the form that you put into a page that allows people to subscribe to certain types of content um is a, a short code with lots of different parameters that you can add in as well and i've documented them and documented them quite thoroughly in, in my opinion but you still get people getting confused and i thought what they need here is they need a form builder they need me to be able to create custom gutenberg blocks construct a form separate post type you know for forms so you're building a form and then you embed that on a particular page or, you know, you say, I want to use that or whatever it might be. Um, and I'm still thinking around how to do that. But it's almost like they would be constructing their own Gutenberg block using Gutenberg. See what I mean? Mm. But I, I need to yeah. think about how it, how it works and I need to look into how it works. But one thing I was quite refreshed about when I looked at the, uh, the, the field guide for 5.7 is how many things are still changing all the time. And I'm actually quite pleased I haven't jumped into Gutenberg development yet because at least it's going to be a bit, little bit more settled than it would have been, mm. say, a year ago when I was starting my journey of thinking about building Content Notify, you know? Yeah, I feel like that's always been the criticism of Gutenberg development and the block editor and the fact that, like, everybody started to build blocks and build on top of it as soon as Gutenberg seemed to be a real thing and was announced. And then the breaking changes while it was in development were pretty brutal. Uh, and it is still very fast-paced, even in WordPress core, for changes. Um, but I guess that is just a symptom of how progressive it is and how fast it, or you know, how much progress is being done on it. Um, but it's interesting you're talking about the uh, blocks for building forms because there's so many form builder plugins out there and there's also so many other plugins that have form builder aspects to them because WP User Manager, for me, has the same thing. You can build registration forms um, from custom field data and trying to collect different data from users on the front end in a registration form. And at the moment, that for me, that's all kind of like a Vue.js based 
um, drag and drop using the widgets style uh, UI elements where you drag fields into a very simple uh, column which denotes what, what your form is so you're really only just changing order of fields around um, but I have considered like how to should that be a block type uh, you, you know UI where we're using a block editor to design forms and I think gravity forms are doing that or have done that um, they're their block edit their form editor is basically the block editor um and and again like talking about my other plugin instagram plugin it's you can kind of you you're taking your instagram posts uh, instagram media and you're creating wordpress posts from it and in the pro version you, you can kind of design how it will look uh you might want the the caption above the image, you might then want the hashtags listed, and all of that stuff means you're effectively designing a post. Um, mm -hmm. And now with the block editor, it would make sense, I think, from a user experience point of view, to do that. Um, but I have not even making a, made a start on on how that would work or any kind of development around it. But yeah, that's at the back of my mind, thinking why you know I, I've been effectively using a custom, the custom post type and the classic editor with template tags that are very much like a Yoast kind of double double percent sign and then uh, you know an, a slug for what the template is and then another double percent sign and that will just get swapped out by the time the post is created mm. but that's really clunky for people whereas a block editor is a much better experience if you can just go and drag and say this is your image bit this is your Instagram caption this is your list of hashtags or this is the first hashtag and it be a real data when you're building it that's, I think, would be an amazing UI, but also, I don't know how much work that's going to be, and like that's that's a whole shift of how the plugin's built. Um, but yeah, yeah that would be interesting to see how if you're going to go down that road for is it Content Notify or BNFW yeah. you're talking about Content Notify? Content, yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how your experience is of that if you do that. Um, let, yeah, let us know. Let me know. Let us know. I will, yeah. I mean, I think the form editor is the is the first thing to do, but the second one will be it's similar, very similarly, um, to designing your own email templates as well. Yeah. So you can use those. So um, and then selecting them and using them for different forms and so on. So, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get um very complicated. But you know the the potential and how good it will be afterwards is amazing. It will be huge. You know. So I really need to look into it. But at the moment, I haven't got space to yeah. breathe. So yeah. I think I, I wanted to start um the form editor in February, and I won't get anywhere near it now until after I, I after I move. So we're thinking about yeah. I'm thinking about sort of a third quarter of the year really things things are changing aren't they with the house stuff but yeah uh, just a, a, a another final point on that about how good that user experience would be is that it would be native it would be a native wordpress experience from your plugin yeah. or my plugin or whoever it like because people you know I, I see it when i go to client sites or support people i'm doing support for um, for my plugin, I look at their site and it's just such a mixture and a smorgasbord of like UIs and user experiences that each plugin has a different um, look and feel. And I think that is detrimental to the overall experience of WordPress uh, users and customers of plugins. So yeah, as much as I'm not always been the biggest fan of the block editor, I think moving towards my plugins or plugins using that native block editor UI and user experience is only a good thing for 
our customers and users i think yeah absolutely yeah no quite um it's it's one of those things that regardless of whether you know we want to use it or not we will end up using it yeah it, it's, it's it's a fate uh, complete it just it's yeah yeah, it's it will happen. happen. It will happen. Yeah, but yeah. Otherwise, there were some interesting other little bits and pieces. One thing that I noticed for um, uh, bet notifications in particular is the ability to send a password reset directly to a user from the yeah. WordPress admin. So that's a that's a nice one. I really I really like stuff like that. But I need to be able to um, you know make sure that BNFW does override that because it overrides it by default. But will it override it when that's yeah. happened? And I have to say, I'm I'm behind on. Uh, things I, I'm usually looking at things at the moment after they've been released as opposed to before, which is a shame. Yeah. But um, yeah. I, I will get back back to the uh, the right way around of doing it at some point. Yeah, I noted that as well from a WP user management point of view as well. And I, I think it's just purely a different way of triggering it. Whereas the, uh, currently or before 5.7, the only way for people to get that email was to log in or to visit the site, go to the login form, go, oh, I've forgotten the password, go to the password reset form put in their email and click it and it's self-serve from that point of view and you'd have to tell your users to do that if they've forgotten but now it's yeah. purely a button when you edit the user in the admin and it will send it off so it should be the same mechanism the same email the same filters yeah i think you'd be you'd be doing good to be honest i i find it hard to keep on top of compatibility with wordpress core i know there are release candidates we know when things are happening i follow the make blog and all of this stuff but there's so much other mm -hmm. stuff to do and I, I, th I do think that because it's fast moving, like we've said earlier, you don't want to necessarily go through a lot of time early on during a release candidate, check everything, and then find things have changed later on. So it's probably it's fine to do be doing it the way we're doing it, especially solo developers. Really, um, obviously, bigger companies would have better processes in place. But yeah, yeah I think that's right. Yeah, it's all about the process, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, hey ho. It has been really nice to chat after um, you know a couple of weeks and good to go through what's going on and um, mm. yeah. Anything you wanted to cover before we go in or? No, I don't think so. Um, just that I think we're gonna try. Well, we should try and make these a little bit more regular. We have been particularly bad at the beginning. I think it's the only second one, and we've you know since the beginning of the year. So we do need to kind of be making these a bit more regular. Um, you know that. I know that. But uh, you yeah, know things have been yeah. getting in the way recently. But actually, are you know we're still very keen on doing these. We still really want to record them. It's just that um, other stuffs come up. So yeah, hopefully we'll get back into the swing and the pattern of it, and not let that not let us get too far into the year. You know before we get a chance to do that. No, well we've got a recording scheduled for a couple of weeks, haven't we? So we'll we will chat yeah. again then. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. And and as again, thanks for listening. Um, Please let us know if you do have any feedback for us on the show, any comments, any notes, anything that you'd like us to talk about. And if you do have a chance, we'd love a review on iTunes. You can do that at pressingmatters.fm forward slash review. And thanks for listening. Take care, Jack. Cheers, Ian. Speak soon.